0: Welcome to The Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm joined today by Ethan Epstein, associate editor of The Weekly Standard. Ethan, you've been on the North Korea beat, and uh, it, things had been a little quiet for just a short period of time, and then again this week, a provocative act by the North Koreans.
1: Yes, uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, right?
0: Well, and I guess this missile went in the water, but at first it, it flew over Japanese airspace.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there are a couple ways to look at this first off. Um, of course it was two or three weeks ago that the North Korean regime had been blustering that it was not going to attack Guam, but it was going to send a missile into the waters near Guam. So it backed down from that, but then it went ahead and did this, which is, you know, arguably just as provocative. Um, so, you know, it was viewed as kind of a victory that he hadn't done the Guam thing, but then he did something that may in fact have been worse in a lot of ways. Uh, secondly, I think um, there's you have to keep in mind the real historical animosity that exists between not just uh, North Koreans but you know Koreans and Japan based on historical issues and the frankly quite correct perception that Japan has not really atoned for a lot of its behavior in the first half of the 20th century. Now, so there's a lot of the North Korean rhetoric that's extraordinarily anti-Japanese, even you know very racist rhetoric about the Japanese. So it was also about poking the eyes of the of an old historical enemy. I think.
0: Now, the U.S. on Wednesday launched a missile of its own off of Hawaii and shot it down as if to demonstrate the capability of doing something about these missiles.
1: Yep. Um, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of focus at this point, and I, and I think we should, on defensive capabilities, because as you and I have discussed before, um, the fact that North Korea is a nuclear weapon state is now essentially a fait accompli. Um, so I think the focus for South Korea, for Japan, and indeed for us is going to be figuring out how we fortify ourselves uh, against the North Koreans as opposed to, to stopping them from becoming a nuclear power because, alas, uh, the horse is out of the barn on that one.
0: And the fact that North Korea is a nuclear power makes me wonder what happens when North Korea manages to fly a missile over American airspace. You know, in Japan, they told people to take cover. What Mm -hmm. does NORAD do when a missile comes flying into U.S. airspace?
1: Well, uh, for one, I'm sure, uh, you know, we're going to want to keep our eyes on the emergency Twitter broadcast uh, system at this point. And, you know, I'm sure we'll hear something from the president if something like that happens. Um, I I think um, obviously, um, you know, there are some that say we should shoot down a test missile. But, of course, that could be viewed as a very provocative act as well. Um, And I think we're probably going to want to keep our powder dry for now. So we can expect more of these. And I I don't call them test myths. They're no no longer tests. It's been established that the tests work. I think that North Korea is going to continue to threaten people by firing off missiles. Um, So uh, expect more of the same, I would say.
0: Although what happens if North Korea fires off missiles and nobody cares? People just ignore it.
1: You know, that might work, though. Of course, our podcast then is is aiding the enemy here by even discussing it. Um,
0: look, Kim Jong-un, I mean, turn off the podcast. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. The world can't really afford to do that. Um, and there are a couple of reasons for that. For one, uh, this is a regime that has, in the recent past killed foreigners. So it hasn't always it, it's not always just these tests that don't actually harm anyone, save you know, those poor fish that are getting missiles rained down on them. I mean, the the North Koreans ki- has, have killed many South Koreans over the past decades. And in fact, in the past five years, they they sunk a ship, um, they shelled an island. So it, it, this is not something where we can just sort of shrug.
0: Um, Benign because, neglect is not likely to do anything other than provoke them further.
1: I think that's exactly right. Yes.
0: Ethan Epstein, associate editor of the Weekly Standard, North Korea Beat correspondent. My grim task. Thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thank you. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Simply Safe. A lot of us get excited for summer because it means going on vacation or spending long days at the beach, maybe taking the kids to an amusement park. You know what gets a burglar excited for summer? Knowing that you'll do all those things and leave your house empty. Summer is prime time for burglary, so now is the time to protect your home. For limited time, you can take $100 off Safe's special summer package. It has everything you need to protect your home, an arsenal of security sensors to secure each door and window, a panic button, a blaring siren, and a wireless connection to authorities and police dispatch. Your family, your home, and everything in it stays safe around the clock. With SimpliSafe, there are no long-term contracts, no installation costs, and no hidden fees. And 24-7 professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. This summer, see what Safe can do for your home. Get $100 off your summer securities package at simplysafecom slash standard. And that's spelled simplisaf dot com simplysafecom slash standard for $100 off your purchase. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to tune in every day. Just go to iTunes or Google Play for a free subscription, or go to our website, weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Thanks for listening.